This is the 343 Podcast. I'm your host, John Pronich. Welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome back to the new coaching podcast series brought to you by 343, the proven leaders in possession-based soccer coaching education here in the United States. This series is where we dissect the three pillars that contribute to coaching soccer, and those pillars are philosophy, activities, and execution. Each week, we zoom in on one of those pillars and discuss different topics within them in order to get you closer to achieving your goals on the field. And all of this is made possible because of your support as a member of the 343 Coaching Education Program, which is actually what funds this podcast. So if you are a coach in the 343 Coaching Education Program, not only are you getting an education that transforms you into a far better coach from the guys that have gone through that transformation themselves and are now considered among the top in the country, but you are also helping sustain and develop this podcast. If you are not a member and you're wondering what a 343 membership can offer you, it is the complete online resource that will help you reduce your trial and error time and help you get right to the work that matters. You learn the cutting edge training techniques that have been proven to develop better and smarter players, better and smarter teams, and better and smarter coaches. The 343 Coaching Education Program gives you insider access to exclusive videos of training sessions and full games with additional education from ebooks, audio interviews, Q&As, and online forums for networking and collaboration with other 343 members. To learn more and to explore all of the benefits of being a member of the 343 Coaching Education Program and to help support this podcast, visit 343coaching.com. That's the numbers 3, 4, and 3, coaching, all spelled out, dot com. All right, in episodes one and two, we talked mostly about philosophy and having some sort of a vision or an idea of how you want your teams to play. Today, we are going to talk about a specific activity, an activity that looks simple, but is loaded with technical and tactical value. It is something that we like to call our bread and butter, but around the world, it's known as a rondo. The first set of training exercises we introduce in phase one of the 343 Coaching Education Program is actually a series of rondos. They are a staple in our training program. And if you were to take just a quick glance at some of the top clubs and academies from around the world, you would see that rondos are a staple in theirs as well. So what is so special about them? Well, Johan Cruyff said that everything that goes on in a match, except for shooting, you can do in a rondo. The competitive aspect, fighting to make space, what to do when in possession and when you don't have the ball, or how to play one-touch soccer, or how to counteract tight marking, and how to win the ball back. So basically, it is one of, if not the most powerful exercises known to man. What is it? Well, there are different levels. In its most basic form, you could say it resembles a keep-away game with a player or two in the middle and others around the outside trying to retain possession. In more complex forms, it can become positional and or situational, meaning that movements and actions directly translate to specific scenarios in real games. But like I said, 
there are levels. As a kid, I remember playing video games and wanting to skip directly to fighting the boss. I'm, I'm sure a lot of you guys listening can relate to that. But that meant that I had to skip doing the little tedious things throughout the level. But if I wanted to use a cheat code, I could skip ahead. And more often than not, when I got to the big boss, I would lose. I noticed a similar trend when I first started to use rondos in my training sessions as a coach. I'm not trying to relate rondos to video games, but I feel like this kind of kind of connects the dots. So when I first started out as a young coach, I wanted to skip directly to the hard stuff. I wanted to skip to the stuff that had all sorts of moving parts and had all kinds of different colored cones with a bunch of different players and super small grids. But more often than not, when I tried that, it ended up being a complete mess. And it wasn't my player's fault. It was my fault. I was asking them to skip to advanced level training exercises without allowing them nearly enough time to understand and to train the basics. So we went backward. And not only did we go backward, but we stayed backward. And we continued to train the basics over and over again to make sure that we were always sharp. And eventually, we added in new rondos. We added in 4v4 plus 3 or 5v5 plus 5 or different kinds of positional games, all sorts of stuff. But we never strayed away from the basics. And like Gary and Brian have said about their current group of U17 and U19 players born in 2000-2001, they started coaching those guys at U10 and they continue to open every single training session with a 4v1 rondo. That's years and years worth of using one of the most basic tools to sharpen their technical and tactical skills for the players that are considered top in the country. And you might be thinking that's crazy. If these guys are top in the country, why are they training such a a basic training exercise? It's because that exercise is that powerful. As Gary said to close out a lesson from the free seven-week course, on 343coaching.com, he said, this isn't a crazy notion. Barcelona players do fundamental rondos every single training session from the time that they are U8 up to and including the first team that you watch on TV. And I can tell you that that is absolutely true. I've been to Barcelona, I've been to La Masia, and I've seen it trained from the kids that were at the very basic level to actually Barca B and the Barca women's team that I was actually able to see train. But if you need more verification, you can just take a look at Barcelona's official YouTube channel. As a young coach, as a new coach, I used to watch that religiously, hoping that they would show something different. But for years and years and years, the majority of the videos that they post are of one specific rondo. Every single day, they open training with the same exact thing. So to tie in what we talked about in episodes one and two, you need to have some sort of a vision of how you want your teams to play and you need to develop a limited number of training exercises that will bring that vision to life. If you want your teams to play possession-based soccer, like Barcelona, for instance, a simple rondo can be one of the most powerful tools at your disposal. These rondos are easy enough to teach 10-year-olds who are just learning the game and they are also hard enough to still sharpen the skills of pros like Messi and Iniesta. And that's why we call Rondos the bread and butter.
right. Thank you for listening to another episode of the 343 podcast. I hope you guys are enjoying this new coaching series that we're kind of layering in with the regular episodes that you have probably grown accustomed to by now. Um, This was episode number three. If you haven't listened to episodes one and two, please go back and listen to those. I hope you continue to listen to these and all the episodes of the 343 podcast in the future. And just remember that it's because of you guys, because of the members of the 343 coaching education program, that this is possible. You guys are the ones that fund this podcast. So if you are in the coaching program, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. If you're not and you want to learn more about it, you can do so at 343coaching.com. That's the numbers 343coaching, all spelled out. And there's a ton of information that you can digest while you're there. And okay, I think that's it. We will catch you guys next time here on the 343 Podcast. Thank you for listening.